Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Mem Rabbi Avram Goldar and Dirim Sukkah Sukkah Daf Mem Bav, the fourth parak Lulav Varava. So the three daps are going to focus on the one on Daf Mem Hayam and Beis. Amalchukus was brought regarding the brachas recited the mitzvahs of Lulav and Sukkah. Rabbi Yochanan ruled that a bracha is recited on the Sukkah on all seven days. The Gemara challenges this based on a brace of the taught that when one enters a Sukkah during the Chag to sit in it, he makes the bracha of Leishibes Sukkah. The Kevin Shaber Yomishan Shuv Mavarak. And once he has recited this bracha on the first day of the Chag, he does not recite the bracha on the subsequent days. The Gemara answers to the question of whether a bracha on the Sukkah is recited all seven days is dependent on a Malchuk's Tanaim regarding Tefillin. For it was taught in a Brisa, Tefillin calls Manchemanichin Mavarakal Hen Divei Rebbe. Rebbe said that Tefillin, every time one puts them on, one recites a bracha over them. And the Chamim say, El One recites a bracha in the morning only, no more than once a day. We see that according to Rebbe, one recites multiple brachas in a single day. Similarly, Rabbi Yochanan holds that although all seven days of sukkahs are regarded as one long day, since the sukkah obligation is day and night, one recites brachas all seven days. Point number two is Tana Brisa. If there are many mitzvahs before a person to be performed, which Rashi explains can mean one who is ready to take a luv, to on a sukkah, put on tefillin, and wrap himself in a talus, he recites a bracha and has commanded us regarding his mitzvahs. Rabbi Yudah says that he recites a bracha each and every mitzvah individually. Rabbi Zerah said, and some say it was Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa who said, the Rabbi Yudah's reason is based on the Pasuk Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. Blessed is Hashem day by day. Now, can it mean that we bless Hashem only by day and not by night? Surely not. Rather, the Pasuk is coming to say that on every single day, give him the bracha appropriate for that day. Rashi explains that on Shabbos, we recite a bracha appropriate to Shabbos, and in Yantav, we recite a bracha that's appropriate for Yantav. Here, too, with regard to various mitzvahs, for each and every mitzvah, give him the appropriate bracha for that matter, and do not group the brachas together. And point number three, the Gemara brings a malchokas regarding when the esrog and sukkah are permitted for mundane use. Rabbi Yochanan said, Esrog bishvi asr, bishmini mutter, sukkah afil bishmini asura. An esrog is forbidden for use as food on the seventh day, after one has fulfilled his chiv with it, whereas on shmini atzeres, it's permitted. A sukkah, however, is forbidden for use as firewood even on the eighth day. Rish Lakish said, esrog afil bishvi nami mutter, an esrog even on the seventh day is permitted. The Gemara explains what the point of contention is between them. Rish Lakish holds the mitzvah iskatsai. The esrog was set aside only for the performance of the mitzvah. As soon as one concludes the mitzvah, the esrog may be eaten. Rabbi Yochanan holds uchul yoma iskatsai. The esrog was set aside for the entire day. Since the esrog was prohibited when the day began, it remains prohibited the entire day. Rabbi Yochanan understands the mission permitting the adults to eat the children's esrogim on the seventh day as only applying to the children's esrogim, which were not designated for a full-fledged mitzvah, but only for chinuch. So once again, the three points are number one. Andaf mem heyam and beis amalchukos is brought regarding the brachas recited for the mitzvahs of luv and sukkah. And Rabbi Yochanan ruled that a brachas recited on the sukkah on all seven days. The more challenges this based on a brace of the taught that when one enters a sukkah during the chag to sit in it, he makes the bracha bleishe besukkah, the kaven sheberach yomishon shuvein mavarach. And once he has recited his bracha on the first day of the chag, he doesn't recite the bracha on the subsequent days. The Gemara answers that the question of whether a bracha on the sukkah is recited all seven days is dependent on a malchukas tanaim regarding tefillin. For it was taught in a brisa, tefillin calls manchmanichin mevarkalehen divrei rebbe. Rebbe said that tefillin, every time one puts them on, one recites a bracha over them. And the chumim say, enu mevarak el shachis bovad. One recites a bracha in the morning only, no more than once a day. We see that according to rebbe, one recites multiple brachas in a single day. Similarly, Rabbi Yochanan holds that although all seven days of sukkahs 
are regarded as one long day, since the single obligation is day and night, one recites brachas all seven days. Point number two is taught in the bright side, you will find a mitzvah's harbe, omer baruch Hashem, v'tzivanu al mitzvahs. If there are many mitzvahs before a person to be performed, which Rashi explains could mean one is ready to take a luv, to want a sukkah, put on tefillin, and wrap himself in a talus, he recites a bracha and has commanded us regarding his mitzvahs. Rabbi Yudah says that he recites a bracha for each and every mitzvah individually. Rabbi Zerah said, and some say it was Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa who said, that Rabbi Yudah's reason is based on the Pasuk, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. Blessed is Hashem day by day. Now, can it mean that we bless Hashem only by day and not by night? Surely not. Rather, the Pasuk is coming to say that on every single day, give him the bracha appropriate for that day. Rashi explains that on Shabbos, we recite a bracha appropriate to Shabbos, and in Yantav, we recite a bracha that's appropriate for Yantav. Here, too, with regard to various mitzvahs, for each and every mitzvah, give him the appropriate bracha for that matter, and do not group the brachas together. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings the Malchokas regarding when the Esrog and Sukkah are permitted for mundane use. Rabbi Yochanan said, Esrog bishvi asur bishmini mutter, sukkah afil bishmini asura. And Esrog is forbidden for use as food on the seventh day after one has fulfilled his chiv with it, whereas on shmini atzeris is permitted. A sukkah, however, is forbidden for use as firewood even on the eighth day. Rishwaki said, Esrog afil bishvi nami mutter. And Esrog even on the seventh day is permitted. The Gemara explains what the point of contention is between them. Rishwakish holds the mitzvah iskatsai. The esrog was set aside only for the performance of the mitzvah. As soon as one concludes the mitzvah, the esrog may be eaten. Rabbi Yochanan holds the koyoma iskatsai. The esrog was set aside for the entire day. Since the esrog was prohibited when the day began, it remains prohibited the entire day. Rabbi Yochanan understands the mission permitting the adults to eat the children's esrogim on the seventh day as only applying to the children's esrogim, which were not designated for a full-fledged mitzvah, but only for chinuch. All right, so now we go to our Simperdaf Memvav, and our standard simon is a cow, a cow going moo. So here goes. The cowboy who loved to ring his cow's cowbell every time he made a bracha when he entered the sukkah started ringing it repeatedly when he saw his lulav, tefillin, and talus in there too, and got so distracted he accidentally took a bite out of his esrog when he wasn't allowed to. So once again, it's a motion. The cowboy who loved to ring his cow's cowbell, cow, that must be warned off Memvav. The cowboy who loved to ring his cow's cowbell every time he made a bracha when he entered the sukkah, which reminds us of the more challenged Rabbi Yochanan's ruling, that the brachas were signed in the sukkah on all seven days, based on a brace of the Todd that when one enters the sukkah during the chag to sit in it, he makes the bracha of Leishib sukkah, and once he's recited his bracha on the first day of the chag, he doesn't recite the bracha on the subsequent days. The Gemara answers that the question of whether a bracha on the sukkah is recited all seven days is dependent on a malchokas tanaim regarding tefillin. According to Rebbe, one recites a bracha every time one puts on tefillin, which could be multiple times in a single day. Similarly, Rabbi Yochanan holds that although all seven days of sukkahs are regarded as one long day, since the sukkah obligation is day and night, one recites brachas all seven days. So the cowboy who left to ring his cow's cowbell every time he made a bracha when he entered the sukkah started ringing it repeatedly when he saw his luv, tefillin, and talus in there too. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce, if there are many misses before a person to be performed, which Rashi explains could mean one is ready to take a luv, to on a sukkah, put on tefillin, and wrap himself in a talus, he recites a bracha v'tzivanu ahamitzvah. Rabbi Yudah said that he recites a bracha over each and every mitzvah individually. Rabbi Yudah's reason is based on the Pasuk, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom, which is coming to say, On every single day, given the bracha appropriate for that day. Here too, with regard to various mitzvahs, For each and every mitzvah, give him the appropriate bracha for that matter, and do not group the brachas together.
So the cowboy who loved to ring his cow's cowbell every time he had a bracha when he entered the sukkah started ringing it repeatedly when he saw his luv, tefillin, and tallis in there too and got so distracted he accidentally took a bite out of his esrog when he wasn't allowed to. Which reminds Reshakish holds regarding an esrog with mitzvasa iskatsai. An esrog was set aside only for the performance of the mitzvah. As soon as one concludes the mitzvah, the esrog may be eaten on the seventh day. Rabbi Yochanan holds the Kuyoma Iskatsai. The esrog was set aside for the entire day. Since the esrog was prohibited, when the day began, it remains prohibited the entire day, and so he muttered to eat on the eighth day. So once again, the cowboy loved to ring his cow's cowbell every time he made a bracha when he entered the sukkah, started ringing it repeatedly when he saw his luv tefillin and talus in there too, and got so distracted, he accidentally took a bite out of his esrog when he wasn't allowed to. All right, now it's time for four blah blah chazara. Daf Membase. So the simmer Daf Membase is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster. Mobster. That must be one Daf Membase. The mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his wolf upside down as he walked into Jews of Rabin, which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi said that if the first day of Sukkot falls on Shabbos and in one inadvertently carried his wolf into Jews of Rabin, he's not chayvachatas because he carried it out with permission to do a mitzvah. Rashi explains that he was preoccupied in doing a mitzvah, thinking about it and rushing to do it. And Rabbi Yossi holds, a Torah Bidvar mitzvah is pater. Abai said the Mishnah refers only to where he's not yet fulfilled his chiyuv of wolf at the time he carries it out, but if he had, he would be chayv. Abai said this would be in a case where one inverted it, meaning he picked up the luv upside down. Ravah said you may even say where he did not invert it, rather it would be where he carried it out in a kli. And even though Rav is the one who holds that's only when it's derech kavod, not derech bezayon, in a disrespectful way. So the mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his luv upside down. As he walked into Rishusa Rabim, got poked again by kids passing by, who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Sibul Anamosha, which reminds us the next mission of states, A child who knows how to weigh the lulav is chayv in the mitzvah. In addition, the Bryce taught that the child knows how to wrap himself, he's chayv in tzitzes. If he knows how to guard the Kedusha of Tfilin properly, his father buys Tfilin for him. And if he knows how to talk, his father teaches him Torah and Kriyashma. The Gemara asks, what is meant here by Torah? And Reb Hamnuna said it means that father teaches the child the Pasuk of Torah Tzivon Moshe, Morashik Yaakov. And Kriyashma here means Pasuk Rishon, the first Pasuk. So the mobster was poked by the man who inadvertently carried his luv upside down as he walked into Shushu Rabim, got poked again by kids passing by, who were shaking their lulavim while singing towards Tzivon Moshe as they headed Daladamas towards the neighborhood Baki to learn the halachos. Which reminds us that we learned the Chiv of Luv is not Docha Shabbos. It falls on the final six days of Sukkot. Then when asked why it should be permitted to take a Luv in the base of Migdash, it's still to Ba'amu Luv, Shabbos. The only concern is handling the Luv, which is a Muxa prohibition, and since it doesn't involve the Raisa, let this mitzvah be Docha Shabbos. Rabbi answered Gezer Baki Lumo. The Rabban Ragozer against taking a Luv on Shabbos, lest one take it in his hand and go to an expert to learn the Halachos, and invertently will carry it in Rishus of and the Gemara adds that this is the same reason against blowing the shofar on a Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos, and for the decree against reading the Megillah on a Purim that falls on Shabbos. Daf Mem Gimel. So the similar Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes. The Sukkot Magazine. Magazine. That must be more Daf Mem Gimel. The Sukkot Magazine found by a Yid cutting a lulav off the tree on Shabbos, which reminds us, Rebbe Yezer holds that lulav a komakshir of dochen and Shabbos, the mitzvah of lulav and all its preliminaries are dochen Shabbos based on the Pasuk, but yom vafil b'shabbos. Makshir lulav include activities such as cutting the lulav from a tree or binding with the other meaning. The Rebbe who prohibit makshir lulav on Shabbos learned from the Pasuk, but yom, that the mitzvah of lulav is only by day and not at night. So the Sukkot Magazine found by a Yid cutting a lulav off the tree on Shabbos, 
featured a cover story on why Arabos are Dochus Shabbos on the seventh day, which reminds us Rabbi Yochanan said the reason that the Arabos ceremony is done on the seventh day is in order to publicize the fact that it's a Daraisa. There's not a Gezerah prohibiting it lest one carry a Daladamus into Rishas Rabbin like there is for Luv, since Shulchei Basin bring the branches of the Temple courtyard every Shabbos, and the mitzvah is then done by only the Kohanim, whereas Luv is given to everyone to do, and therefore there's a greater likelihood that one will inadvertently transgress. So the Sukkot magazine found by Yid cutting a luv off the tree on Shabbos featured a cover story on why Arabas are Dochus Shabbos on the seventh day, with a picture of Kohanim taking the Arabas in hand and then placing them around the Mizbeach, which reminds us. The Gemara brings some alchokas regarding how the Arabas ceremony is done. Rav Yosef holds the whole ceremony is done at Bezikifa by standing the Arabas up around the Mizbeach. Abai holds that the ceremony first entails Natila, taking the Arabas in hand and circling the Mizbeach, which is then followed by Zakifa standing the branches up around the Mizbech. Abai brings a proof that it was first done with Natila based on the incident with the Baitosin. Daf Mem Dalad, so the simmer Daf Mem Dalad is mud. So here goes. The Kohen Balmum with mud on his garments. Mud? That must be worn Daf Mem Dalad. The Kohen Balmum with mud on his garments was dreaming of the day that he'd be able to take the Aravas around the Mizbeach, which reminds us that Samachus Vishwakish Rabbi Yochanan, whether Kohanim Balmum may enter the area between the Ulam and the Mizbeach in order to fulfill the Chiyuv of Aravah, even though it's generally forbidden for them to do so the rest of the year. So the Kohen Balmum with mud on his garments was dreaming of the day that he'd be able to take the Aravas around the Mizbeach, as he held the Aravas on the seventh day in Ashul, according to the Minhag Navim, which reminds us, it's a Malchus Rabbi Yochan Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, whether the Aravas is a Yesod Navim or a Minhag Navim. Rashi explains that a Yesod Navim means that it was enacted by the latter prophets, Chagai Zechariah Malachi, who instituted a number of rabbinic enactments during the time on the Anshay Knesset Minhag Navim means that they merely institute the customary performance of the Aravas ceremony. The nafkamina between them is that there's no bracha for Minhag Navim, since the word Bitsivanu, who has commanded us, cannot be said. So the Kohen Balmum with mud on his garments was dreaming of the day that he'd be able to take the Aravas around the Mizbeach, as he held the Aravas on the seventh day in a shul according to the Minhag Navim, making sure not to take the Aravas in his lulav. Which reminds us, Rabbi Ami said that the Arava requires a minimum shear and it may only be taken alone, and a prisoner cannot fulfill his chiv with the Arava that is in the Lulav. Rabbi Ami is coming to teach that even if the prisoner took the Arava in his Lulav once and then lifted it again, Hashem Arava, he would not be Yotze. But Rav Chisin, the name of Rabbi Yitzhak, disagrees and says that he would be Yotze. Daf Mem Hay, so the Zimmer Daf Mem Hay is Monopoly. So here goes. The festive Monopoly board, Monopoly, that must be run Daf Mem Hay, Ma, Monopoly. The festive monopoly board that featured 11 Amma Aravos placed around it, which reminds us that 11 Amma Aravos were brought and stood up around the Mizbeach so they would be leaning over the Mizbeach and Amma. This implies that they're placed on the Yesod of the Mizbeach because if they're placed on the ground, they would need to incline two Ammos given that the Mizbeach was nine Ammos high and had two protrusions of an Amma each for the Yesod and the Sobu, which would mean the Aravos would surely touch the roof of the Mizbeach. So the festive monopoly board that featured 11 Amma Aravos placed around it was brought out only on Isru Chag, which reminds Rabbi Yobo taught that the source which teaches that the Arabas must rise above the Mizbech is the Pasuk Isru Chag Ba'avosim Adkarnos HaMizbech. We also learn from that Pasuk, Kola Ose Isru Chag Ba'achilu Shtiyah Ma'avakazv Ki'u Bana Mizbech Behikru of Karban. Whoever joins the Chag to eating and drinking, the Pasuk regards him as if he built HaMizbech and brought a carbon on it. Some say this refers to Isru Chag. So the festive monopoly board that featured 11 Amma Aravos placed around it was brought out only on Isru Chag for the 36 best-behaved children to play with 
in turns. Which reminds us, when Rabbi Shimbar Yechai said, I've seen the people of the highest level and they are few, he's referring to those, the Mestakibas Baklari HaMeira, that view the Shekhinah through a clear screen, as opposed to the 18,000 rows of Siddiquim standing before Gush Baruch Hu, who do not, and even the Lamed Vav Siddiquim that receive the Shekhinah every day, who do see through Aspaklari HaMeira, they need to enter with permission, whereas Rabbi Shimbar Yechai is referring to those who may enter without permission. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu. Wishing a great day and great learning.